This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hello, it's Casey, and I am so glad you're here tuning in for a little health and happiness. I find myself this week in need of a little inspiration, in need of a little guidance, in need of a little mental and spiritual nutrition. Man, growth is a funny thing. Personal growth is a funny thing. My experience is it's not a smooth journey. It's more like fits and starts. And I can always tell when some sort of revelation is coming. I get in this dark, cocoony kind of place, and it feels so uncomfortable. And dark and dismal, it's no fun. And while I'm feeling this incubation period, I know something's coming. Does that ever happen to you? And during these times, when I'm incubating, some little epiphany and it just dawned on me maybe your epiphanies are much smoother than this but this is my experience when I'm working in this mode or something's working on me the only thing I can do is feed myself insight open that inspirational email read another chapter of that inspirational book listen to another TED talk grab another podcast it's like climbing up a mountain you didn't pick and you ever climb up one of those rocky paths and you're and you're pulling on the the little sapling tree branch to get you up or getting a toehold on that rock and scrambling with your arms to pull yourself forward that's what this past week has felt like i know i'm so dramatic and then suddenly it was time for me to talk to bernard owens jr and he filled me with light he filled me with hope and i'm going to share that talk with you next this is shine on the health and happiness show brought to you by new york or ketamine infusions. Visit nyketamine.com. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey. Let me tell you about Bernard Owens Jr. He's written a book called The Only Thing That's Wrong With You Is That You Think Something Is Wrong With You. And in this book, Bernard shares his own personal story while giving us a roadmap to live a better life. As a certified peer support specialist and a qualified mental health professional for the state of Virginia, Bernard Owens knows there's a link between physical and mental health, and he knows there are health disparities in black and brown communities. And he works to ease the cultural stigma around mental health. Bernard Owens Jr. helps us swim against the tide of popular opinion, even when those opinions are from people you have loved and trusted. He says there should be no shame or guilt in setting boundaries to live a strong and powerful and emotionally healthy life. And when I finally got to speak to him, the first thing I asked Bernard Owens Jr. is why he put a picture of baby Bernard 
on the cover of his book. Because had it not been for baby Bernard Owens Jr., uh, you know, the established Bernard Owens Jr. that you're talking to on the phone, who's pretty well adjusted, would not be here. Uh, had it not been, been for baby Bernard's survival techniques and um, what he did to make it through some pretty rough circumstances, to be quite frank. What did the younger version of you live through? A lot, but, you know, everybody's got a story, but, but my story is child of divorce, single mom, wound up in public housing, uh, child molestation. My mother is a survivor of incest, and we had some real difficulties with our relationship because I didn't understand at the time how we were in public housing without food, etc. And she explained to me where her mental health was and what some of the reasons were behind that, and it really opened a whole new world for she and I in terms of understanding and and relationship and it transformed how we related with and to each other uh, she did pass away a year ago September 23rd so you know the book and my discussions are a lot about what it takes and what is possible when you open yourself up on both ends to to honest discussions the only thing wrong with you is that you think something is wrong with you that's an enormous statement unpack it for me yeah, uh, you know, we talk about the child and the adult, and inherently at many times in my life, I thought that there was something wrong with me. Why was I not experiencing the things that I had seen on TV in terms of wealth and education and societal status and just feeling good within my own body in terms of who I was? And uh, it took many years to get there. First suicide attempt was at 11 years old. Um, not long after that picture was taken. And then the uh, last suicide attempt, I'm, I'm happy to say, was at 21 years old at Michigan State. University, where they kicked the dorm room in, uh, door in, and I began treatment and mental health therapy and really started to unpack and discover that there was nothing wrong with me um, inherently and that I, um, you know, was just on a journey like many other people. At what point did you say, I'm going to share my story and help others? Hmm. You know, that's really interesting. The, the, the main piece was about the transformation with relationships in terms of my mom sharing herself with me so authentically. And when she passed away last September, I really started to become intentional and serious about getting this book out because I realized there may be a lot of people who were like baby Bernard, to use your term, <laughs> who didn't have the technology or the language to access the greater parts of themselves. So in her passing, I started to really think about what is it that I can contribute to the world, um, because for many years I thought I was the caretaker of my mother, uh, and that, that's not necessarily true. I was good at that. I was her social worker, her legal guardian, etc., but I also believe that I had something else to contribute to someone else out there struggling with many of the same things that, that I dealt with as a young person. Where do we start on this path to transformation, to happiness, to empowerment? What's step one? I would say the step one, fundamentally, is get yourself around other people who inspire and encourage and acknowledge you just where you're at, right? So that was an important step for me. Step number two, it doesn't even have to be fancy or drawn out. Les Brown's book, Live Your Dreams, someone gave me a copy when I was 21 at Michigan State, and it really opened up for me my eyes, opened my eyes to see that, oh, I'm not the only person with these feelings of low self-worth. I'm not the only person who, you know, has something to contribute that doesn't quite know how. So I would say start there. Start with self-love, 
in terms of who you surround yourself with, what you're reading, what you're taking in, because what you ingest physically and mentally manifests and shows up in your life. And ultimately, of course, I would recommend uh, therapy or crisis intervention for anyone struggling in the way that I did. How did you make your mind so strong? That's a great question. And I have to say that, you know, the things that I mentioned earlier, but also I believe in something greater than myself existing in, in the world. There's something that moves us, that, that buds the trees, that brings the sun, sun up, that has us interact with each other, that is greater than me. And so I found strength in that. It's great to sound like the hero of your own story, and that's popular these days. But I, for me, I, there's a belief in something greater than myself. What is your conversation like with that force? It is with my conversation with that force. I love I love that question. It's so on the ground personal. It's so why is this happening? Why is mom passing away? Why are we dealing? And in that, in those conversations, for me, that is theology, having a conversation with a higher power and waiting in meditation for the answers and waiting in stillness for other people to show up in your life. Uh, so it's a back and forth. Uh, I attended seminary at Emory, Emory University here in Atlanta. Um, it's a Christian Methodist seminary. And I identify as Christian, but I will say to anyone who does not, whatever you believe, whatever greater force that you believe in, be in communication with that force in a back-and-forth dialogue and wait for the answers. Wait for the answers. We're talking to Bernard Owens, Jr. The only thing wrong with you is the book. Help me through the waiting part, Bernard. Mm. That can be the most difficult part, right, in this dialogue back and forth with a greater power or with the universe. The waiting requires you to be still. The waiting requires you to be patient. And it also requires you to be observant. You um, say that you want a better job, for example, but you're not looking for work on the internet, in the newspaper. You're not talking to other friends about what job opportunities are available. So for me, the dialogue has to be a back and forth, but the waiting also has to be action. And when we take action, that doesn't mean it's going to turn out the way that we want it to turn out. But something will manifest from that, uh, if that makes sense. I can clarify. The waiting really is a listening but it's also activity in terms of what you're doing. You could say that you need a new car and you could wait and pray for that, but in your stillness and being quiet and believing that your car will come to you, you also have to be actively looking other places who, you know, for cars for sale. These are very fundamental examples, but I, I guess I'm just trying to say that waiting requires both of those things. It requires right. activity on your part. It may not turn out the way you want it to, but that action can help make things happen as opposed to you sitting in your house thinking someone's going to deliver a new car to your driveway. Right. Pray to God and row to shore. How, mm-hmm. how important are boundaries in this process? Oh, my goodness. You, you know, I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation about removing yourself from people who don't have your best interests at heart. And you know who they are. That speaks to what you mentioned about the boundaries. If you're quiet and you know what's not working for you, if you're quiet and you know that the way someone at your job speaks to you makes you feel less than there's a boundary already there. You know what to do. You know to remove yourself from that person, from that situation. Uh, or if you're up to the task, to have a conversation. Hey, what did you mean by that? I wasn't quite sure where you were coming from with that. Can you unpack that? Can you explain that for me? But boundaries require you to honor what it is that you're feeling inside when things and people happen to you. Mm, mm. I just yeah. had a little insight. So our mm. feelings, when something makes us feel whatever... Uh, mm-hmm. a, a person, a situation, whatever, our feelings, they're really sounding the alarm. 
Yes, that's exactly right. So you mentioned earlier, what does the waiting look like? I said, you know, the waiting requires a stillness. It requires activity. It requires a listening. So when you feel that in your stomach or in your chest when someone's talking to you, you may not even need to tell them how they're making you feel, but you know what you need to do. You need to remove yourself from them and honor that. So, yes. When I speak to you, I hear a big, strong presence. I feel a big, strong energy. Are we all required to summon up more energy, more strength? I don't know that we're required to summon it up. I think we're required to recognize that it's there and available to us because I never want anybody to feel that they're falling short of anything. You know, I, I think popular terminology now is, well, you don't have enough, uh, you don't have enough discipline or you don't have enough drive or you don't have enough willpower. And you you can lean on other people and gain those things from other people. And I don't want anybody to feel like if they're, if we're there at right now isn't exactly where other people tell them they should be in terms of determination or willpower or connectedness. Know that that's available to you, but know that you can also recharge your battery from other sources around you, which again is the part of putting yourself around people who are positive and uplifting until you get your own battery charged on your own. How much does service play a part in this recipe? A tremendous amount. Um, Service to others will save your life. I've often said suicide saved my life. It wasn't until I recognized that I had something else to contribute to the world, to other people other than myself, that I really came alive. And so the passion that you hear in me speaking, yes, it, it's, it's because now that I know my worth, I also know that there's something to contribute, and I also recognize that worth in other people. And I think when you enter into a place of service to others, you will find your grace, you will find your peace, you will find your freedom. Wow. Grace, peace, freedom. Talk to the people right now who may feel at this moment or have a child who feels at this moment that something is wrong with them. What would I say to someone like that other than it's not true? You're here. Your worth as a child, as a person, as a parent is inherent when you showed up on this planet. It is there and it is available. Uh, What I would say in a very practical way is take it one day at a time. Emotions are like clouds. They come and they go, and if you are able to sit with feeling sad for an hour or two, it's much easier to do that than to try to fight it off for an hour or two. Because when you fight emotions or feelings off, they come back with even larger storms over our heads. So that's what I would say. I would say don't give up hope. Take it one day at a time. Do the exercises that we talked about. And also, I didn't mention this, but even physical activity can put you in a different place. Uh, If you're feeling sad or feeling low, if you can get yourself sometimes to another place physically, another city, another town, another state, that helps. But also the physical activity of getting outside, walking up and down steps, exercising, riding a bike. There is something about that physical movement that inspires and, and, and creates energy within the cells in our bodies. All right. Where can we find more information about you and your book? Well, my book is available on Amazon, Bernard Owens Jr. And also you can find out a little bit more about what I'm up to on my website at bernardowens.media. And then lastly, if you'd like to hear one of my talks but can't make it to or can't afford to come to one of the talks, I am giving a TEDx talk on the September 16th, and that'll be available on the YouTube channel after the 16th. It's a date, Bernard Owens Jr. Hi, it's Casey. This is Shine On, brought to you by New York Ketamine Infusions. 
If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey, and you're listening to Shine on the Health and Happiness Show. Bernard Owens Jr. has a book called The Only Thing That's Wrong With You Is That You Think Something Is Wrong With You. And one of the things he mentioned during the end of our conversation is the power of physical activity, which is just so true. So please get up and go for a walk in the sunshine. Uh, Just last night when my husband came home, I said to him, listen, distract the dogs. I need to go for a walk. I'm not feeling so good. You know, I've got those three little pugs. And when Eleanor sees I'm out of the room, she like goes crazy looking for me. So my husband took the dogs out into the backyard and I went out the front door alone with my hands in the pockets of my jeans instead of navigating three dog leashes. And I swear I wasn't eight steps away from the house when I felt the darkness start to lift. And I heard a voice in my head, I don't know whose, probably my mother's or my grandmother's saying, go for a walk to clear your head. Go for a walk to clear your head, right? People have been saying that for centuries. And it did clear my head and it cleared my heart. And I let the sound of the crickets just fill up my being. I think they were crickets. It was right about dusk time. And I just let my eyes take in the little bit of blue that was left in the sky and the little bit of clouds that were coming in as darkness started to fall. It just soaked my senses as I walked through my neighborhood. Because in the hours before my husband came home, one part of me allowed a greater part of me the opportunity for this long buried realization to show itself. And it happened ever so slowly. I told you I'd been cocooning for many days. And what that revelation was, was just isn't even important. I guess it was just time for me. I guess I just grew into a place where I could see this piece more clearly. And you know, I'm sure from your own life, when you gather enough of these pieces, things get better. And what does Bernard Owens Jr. say? He says, get yourself around people who acknowledge and support you. Get yourself around those people. He mentioned a book by Les Brown, Live Your Dreams. That was a big inspiration to Bernard. And the key in that book, he says, is self-love. Self-love, we could spend a whole month talking about self-love, but you can start right here just being a little nicer to yourself. Give yourself a little smile when you pass that mirror. Bernard said, also believing in something greater than yourself. I love when he says, the something that buds the trees. Having a conversation with that higher source. Constantly about everything, especially the small things. And then waiting. Waiting, knowing that you will get an answer. But not waiting while you sit on a bench at the bus stop. Your waiting is filled with action. Your waiting is filled with working towards your goal. So our thought for the day is actually from the man who inspired Bernard Owens Jr. I want you to listen 
to a few minutes of Les Brown. Repeat after me, please. It's possible. I can live my dream. It's necessary. I work on myself. Surround myself with winners. Become creative. It's me. I've got to make it happen. It's not over until I win. The next thing that's important to know, yes, it's possible that you can choose your future and direct the course of your life as you run toward your dream. It's necessary that you have goals, that you write those goals down, that you plan, that you think constantly of how you can begin to improve what it is that you're doing. If it's your presentations, if it's your recruiting skills, whatever that is, it's also necessary that you look for ways to always find a way to pull it out when everybody else thinks that you are defeated. That you've got to take personal responsibility to know that in order to become successful, you've got to make it your personal business to do it. But the next thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. It's hard changing your life. It was hard when just over three years ago in the Penobscot building in Detroit, Michigan, where I was operating my business and I fell on some hard times and I was sleeping in my office. It was hard coming into the lobby and the security said, excuse me, Mr. Brown, can we see you for a moment? And I said, yes. And I walked up to the counter and he gave me an envelope and he said, would you mind reading it here? And I opened the envelope and the envelope was from management that said, this is an office tower. It's not a hotel. Please do not sleep in your office. And I said, excuse me, sir. I said, I just work long hours in creating my business. I'm an entrepreneur. And right now things are bad for me. But they're not going to be this way always. And I just asked for the opportunity to continue to operate like I'm doing. I'm not trying to make this my home. And it was hard coming through the lobby. And sometimes they would laugh. There's a guy talking about becoming successful. And look at him. He's bathing in the bathroom upstairs on the 21st floor. He sleeps on the floor. Him and two other dreamers up there. Look at him. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen, coming to speak to people. And I was facing financial difficulties in my own life. I was behind on my bills and my dreams. And I'm saying to them, you can live your dream. It was hard, ladies and gentlemen. It was very difficult to pick myself up each day believing that I could do it. There were times that I doubted myself. I said, God, why, why is this happening to me? I'm just trying to take care of my children and my mother. I'm not trying to steal a rock from anybody. Why did this have to happen to me? It was very hard. And here's what I want to say to you. For those of you that have experienced some hardships, don't give up on your dream. No one could have convinced me by holding on, by continuing to push forward, by continuing to run toward my dream, that one day I would have my own talk show. It's a long shot, ladies and gentlemen, from Liberty City, an abandoned building on a floor, never knowing my mother or father. It's a long shot.
being here with you today in this dome in Atlanta, it's a long shot. No college training, labeled, educable, mentally retarded. But I kept running toward my dream. Don't stop. Don't stop. toward your dream. It's very important as you hold on to that dream there are moments when you're going to doubt yourself. There are rough times that are going to come but they have not come to stay. They have come to pass. It's very important for you to know that. Don't say I'm having a bad day. Say, I'm having a character-building day. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.